Hi, my name is Belle Masterenka, and today I'm going to be talking to Maddie Krull about her basketball experience here at UNL and her whole recruiting process and her love for basketball. Stay tuned to hear all about Maddie Krull's experiences. Hi, my name is Bella Masterenka, and I'm here with Maddie Krull. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as she just said, I'm Maddie Kroll. I'm on the women's basketball team. I am a senior this year, but I was a part of the COVID um, class, so I have an extra year of eligibility. So call me a redshirt junior, a senior. I just graduated, so really my grade is hard to define. Um, but I am a guard here on the women's basketball team. And yeah, I transferred from the University of South Dakota. So this is my second year at Nebraska, but it's my fourth year of college basketball. Awesome. Um, what age did you start playing basketball? I started playing basketball, I think around, it was like first, second grade. So like six or seven, I think. Um, and when I started out playing, my dad was my coach. So I didn't really like basketball yeah. at first because of being a coach's kid. But Yeah, I get that. Did When did you realize, like, you loved basketball? Because you said you didn't really like it at first. So when did that kind of change? Well, so my parents were big on, like, multi-sport athletes. Like, they really, like, encouraged my sister and I to, like, try as many things as possible to figure out what it was that we liked. Um, so I was actually a soccer player first and then a basketball player. Um, I played those two the longest. Um, I, around, it was eighth grade, it was right before high school, my AAU program that I played for, Nebraska Tech, just, like, started. Like, it just became a thing. They just built it. And basically, huge money commitment, huge time commitment, um, kind of reached the point where I realized, in terms of club sports, I would only be able to play one. Um, high school sports, that's different, different seasons, whatever, not full year round, but I was kind of reaching the point of getting burnt out of soccer, um, so it kind of worked out perfect. I, I hung it up after the state tournament in soccer, and I decided that I told my parents, I want the time commitment, like I want you guys to pay for this, like this is important to me, I think I want to play college basketball. So yeah, I was right before high school, so my eighth grade year going into my freshman year was my first summer of high level like AAU basketball traveling in front of college coaches and then that following like start of my high school season was when I received my first division one offer from UNL. Cool. Yeah. So kind of when you went into high school is when you decided like yep. this is what I want to do. Yep yep and I I knew that I really wanted to play college basketball like I I had, was very set on being um, a collegiate athlete. I wanted to play after high school. I didn't want that to be it. Yeah, so. yeah I kind of get that. My parents were the same for me. They were like, you choose a sport, and like, you're going to do it for yeah. college. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, how was your high school basketball career? Oh, my high school basketball career was great. Um, I, I started immediately as a freshman. Um, I was a point guard in high school right now. At Nebraska, when I say guard, like, it's one, two, and three, kind of anywhere where they throw me. I feel like that's kind of a lot how our entire team is. Um, so, yeah, when I was in high school, I was the point guard. Um, so being a freshman and initiating, like, the offense and –
everyone was supposed to be and like having to be kind of like somewhat the quarterback on the court is what my coach said a lot of the times um was pretty stressful but I had some really good um, upperclassmen around me that really kind of showed me the way and then I would say like right around my we my freshman and sophomore year we played for a state championship when we lost so I was runner up (laughs) two years in a row Um, but my junior and senior season I would say is really when I started to develop like basketball wise into someone that like my teammates relied on to score and to communicate and to play you know play defense on yeah you know like and um, I played with Jamie Horan, who is at Creighton. She plays basketball at Creighton. And, like, we were always looked at as kind of the duo in high school. And, and it was one of the coolest experiences that I've ever been a part of. And although I never came out with the state championship, like, high school basketball really helped signify that, you know, I chose correctly when I was going. And, like, I was right where I needed to be. Yeah. And also during high school is when all that recruiting stuff happened. Yeah, so. Yeah. I felt like my head coach, I was also really lucky in who I had in, as my head coach in helping me kind of pave the way with that process too. Mm-hmm. Um, and without it like interfering with, yeah, interfering with the other one. Yeah. And which can be really hard to separate the two. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty lucky. Yeah. So how was the recruiting process for you? It was long. <laughs> like, it was long. Yeah. Like it, don't get me wrong, it's like one of the greatest things um, that I've ever got to experience because it meant I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to play college basketball and that so many of these people believed in me. Um, but man, like thinking back to it, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more because I spent most of the time just stressing about it. I spent yeah. most of the time like, I had to make sure to call this coach tonight. I got to make sure that I, I'm texting this coach because I just saw something on social media about their team. Like I got to mm-hmm. make sure that you know, I'm doing my part in showing them that I'm interested as much as they're showing interest in me. And before, like, September 1st of your junior year, you can't, like, they can't call you. Yeah. So, it like, so much of the relationship relied on you. And when you're, like, 15, 16 years old, it's it's a lot to ask. And it's a lot to, it's, it's nerve-wracking to pick up the phone and call somebody yeah. and engage and answer some tough questions, you know, about what your real thoughts are on whether or not you're going to go to that school. But I wound up at a place that I absolutely loved for two years. And then I had a unique situation where I got to redo the recruiting process again um, in the spring of my sophomore year. And again, it was this time around, I enjoyed it a little bit more. And obviously I had a little bit more experience in knowing what questions I wanted to know from them, Mm -hmm. as well as the hard questions they were asking me and what kind of offensive style do you like? What kind of defensive style do you like? Um, you actually know a little bit more about that because you've played college basketball and yeah. at this pace of college basketball um, for two years. But it it's a long process, <laughs> but it's fun and it worked out. Yeah, so. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, if you don't mind sharing, what other schools are we talking to? Um, my first time around? like when Yeah, I was, your first yeah. time around. Um, a lot of schools in the Summit League. Okay. Like, I would say that probably every single school in the Summit League, um, I spent a lot of time talking to. I talked to a couple, like, other mid-majors, like Colorado State and Drake. Okay. Um, I only had one Power 5 offer coming out of high school, which was Minnesota. Um, I don't 
I think I needed two years at South Dakota to develop in order to come play here at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like, it was definitely um, the right move for me. Um, I just wasn't ready for the pace that you play with in a conference in, like, the Big Ten or yeah. Big 12. Um, so I would say, yeah, like, a lot of a lot of really high-level mid-majors that played some Power Fives in their <laughs> non-conference, but not, um, obviously – some conferences that you only send one team a year yeah. to that NCAA tournament. Yeah. What? How was your time at South Dakota? <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. It really was. Um, again, I was lucky enough to start right away as a freshman at South Dakota. Um, I also played point guard there. Um, obviously, my sophomore year, we had a historic season. Yeah, that and, was awesome. Yeah, and going to the Sweet 16 – um, there is really no feeling to describe it. Like, I still look back at it and smile, even though I'm not a yo anymore. Yeah. Like, I still look back, and I'm so thankful that I made the decision to go there. Um, I, like, I was able to develop so much at South Dakota, like, person-wise, athlete-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I met so many people that I would have never got the chance to know, and I don't know how many times I thought about what it was going to be like to go live with three random people that were all there for the same reason that I was, but, like, we didn't know each other prior. And now they're my best friends who I talk to on a daily basis. Um, So I would say that I really did luck out in the the process. And I I chose correctly when I was 16 years old and Mm – Sometimes that's a big fear when you're going through the recruiting process is, well, I'm 16, but how am I going to feel when I'm 20? Um, And I can say that I felt the exact same. I felt very, very in the right spot. Yeah, that's so, like, (laughs) I feel like sometimes it's hard. Like, did I choose the right place? But yeah, it's it's so cool. Um, And then what was the reason you decided to transfer? So after our really historic year, we – Knew that Coach B was going to get some pretty big-time offers when you take a a mid-major program that far in the tournament. Um, Other schools start to notice that you're doing something right. Um, So I think it was – I don't even think it was a week after we got back from the Sweet 16 that she gathered us and told us that she was leaving to take a job at West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, as much as I love the University of South Dakota and the people at South Dakota, my teammates, the support staff, everything, um, I knew that in the long run I committed to play for Coach P mm-hmm. because I knew like I would go there and I would be developed by her and her staff, um, and I knew that we were on the same page. So I felt like at that time... I was in a position where I could either follow her or I could go somewhere else and kind of challenge myself with a new experience. Yeah. And that ultimately led to entering the transfer portal, mm-hmm. which was really tough. It was yeah. it was really hard. And again, like I said with my roommates and how lucky I was and that they were my best friends, it was really hard to leave where you're comfortable and do something that's super uncomfortable yeah when you don't really have to so but I did it yeah how um how was the transfer process for you the 
yeah, I guess the recruiting process the second time around. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like I said, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as stressful this time around and mm-hmm. I felt a lot more knowledgeable of everything. And I, like it, it really, it didn't take me too long. Like I, I knew places that if they reached out, it was going to be a no brainer. And yeah. for me, I've always wanted to be a Husker. Like I've always mm-hmm. wanted to play in Nebraska um, and that was even before it was basketball. Like, it was also, I wanted to play soccer at Nebraska. Yeah. Or I wanted to, when I was even younger, I wanted to play football at Nebraska. Because <laughs> I, I was what my parents always watched. Like, I remember cheering for the Huskers. Um, so, when I did, the portal process is crazy. Um, you can't, until your name is officially in the portal, which it takes a little bit. You fill out everything, and then it, t- like, they give you a notification or whatever that it's like all right it's officially mm-hmm. you're you're in like you're set and you kind of have to go through your compliance at your former school which can be a little bit awkward um because obviously you're choosing to leave the university yeah. that has invested a lot of time in you and so once I entered the portal I think it was that night that coach Amy called me and was like hey, like, I, I see your names in the portal. Like, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about what you're wanting to do, like, mm-hmm. what your goal is out of this. Like, are you just joining so that you can follow Coach P, or are you actually using this recruiting process as, like, I'm, like, redoing the recruiting process yeah. again. Like, you're open to new connections with new schools. And I told her that I was open to new connections, and I was especially open to this one mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, where that would go. So I only took two visits in my second recruiting process, and I it was an official at West Virginia, and then it was an official to Nebraska. And I went, <laughs> West Virginia did it right, my old coach did it right. She had me and Kaya on a visit at the same mm-hmm. time, so it just felt like, like we're talking about, we'd live here together, like yeah. we'd go through, like we'd be far away from home, but we're together, so you know, it, it, it's okay. and. Um, then I went to Nebraska and like I drove home to Omaha and then we drove to Lincoln together and I was like I could imagine just making this drive yeah like easily whenever and then getting to take pictures in like a Husker uniform I was like that like what I don't know what I'm thinking like why why I'm still thinking or why I'm still trying to decide like Mm -hmm. it's it's very clear that like this is fulfilling a dream that I've had for a long time so it's it's time to make the choice. And so I called Coach Amy one morning and I said, I want to be a Husker. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was going to ask if like being from Nebraska had an impact, but it definitely seems like yeah, it did. Well, just growing up, yeah. like, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like in Nebraska, you don't have like professional mm-hmm. teams. Like we don't have any NFL, MLB. We just have college sports that are played at a really high level and um especially when you don't have a football team like your Nebraska football is your only football team in Nebraska um at the division one level so you just grow up around it when you're Mm -hmm. from here like you can't escape it like it's Huskers everywhere Husker anything anywhere Husker volleyball I remember just I mean they continue to dominate and I've watched them since I was younger as well so um it, I would say absolutely it had an impact. It had the biggest yeah. impact. Um, 
What do you see as like main differences in being a student athlete at South Dakota versus like Nebraska in a Big Ten school? Um, I would say like just the biggest one is kind of what I said um, to you before about resources. Like yeah. it's just there are a lot of resources here. Um, like I think with South Dakota. We had to bust every single game. Like, mm-hmm. this is a very small thing. But we had to bust every game, which is not a huge issue unless we're going to, you know, play ORU mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. And we're busing back. And we played Thursday, Saturday. And say it's on a Thursday, like, we're probably missing school on Friday. Yeah. Or we're getting back so late in the morning. Like, or so so early in the morning. <laughs> like, so late that it's early in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, and so then we're tired for class or we missed class that day. How, like on the other side at Nebraska, like we plane everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like we, we fly in usually the day of, which is another thing. We usually had to go the day before at South Dakota. We go in the day of and we're able to leave that night and be home by like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel like that big of a difference, but I would say just something simple like that is a pretty big difference. And I bet it helps with academics, not being tired or missing classes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's huge. Yeah. And, and being a student athlete is hard enough mm-hmm. um, to balance the two things. Yeah. So, And it, I'm sure on the other side, professors, it's frustrating as well to have students that once the season starts, you don't see a lot of them. Yeah, for um, sure. And you're getting these emails like, I can't take the – test at the DLC because the days that you offer it I'm gone like or I'm out of town mm-hmm. or whatever and then like them having to adjust for us like it just kind of helps those things a little bit more yeah um just by that little slight like different. a slight change yeah a little slight change yeah 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 what's your favorite resource that you get here as an athlete um my favorite resource I would say one that I've utilized is I have, wow, so I have an advisor for, I have three different advisors. I have a women's basketball advisor. I have a, like, degree advisor um, for my undergrad, and then for my graduate program, I have an advisor, and I just think, like, being able to meet with three different people mm-hmm. um, is pretty helpful. Like, I remember at South Dakota, um, I really only met with my athletic advisor who was absolutely incredible and she knew exactly what she was doing, but Mm -hmm. she was also working with a lot of other sports, which was really hard for her. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to be able to have, like, I think Sherry only works with two teams, maybe three teams and that's a big difference. Yeah. You know, and just being able to access her a little bit easier um Mm -hmm. has been kind of nice yeah yeah I bet I know my advisor had like the whole swim team which is 80 people yeah half of football all of volleyball yeah and it's just like for one person yeah and all the classes and everything I know and it's not like it's not their fault that they Mm -hmm. can't meet you know within a 24-hour notice but they can't because they do have so many kids that they're responsible for um, do you plan on continuing playing basketball after your time at Nebraska comes to an end? I do not. Okay. I, I do not. <laughs> I, I'm a big, I, I just really wanted to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to 
spend my time playing at a university for four years. Um, obviously, now I get a fifth, which will be a decision, you know, when that time comes. Yeah. But I never really had any aspirations to play after college. I've always kind of, once my college career is over, then my my career career starts mm-hmm. um and like family life starts yeah. and that sort of thing and settling down and making a name for myself in something other than athletics and mm-hmm. um that's kind of just always been the goal and yeah the, but I think yeah I know and I and I think that um if the opportunity ever arose or ever was given to me to play after I think that would also be a decision then mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I, I guess I never really thought I'd be able to yeah so I think that that's definitely a possibility yeah so kind of just as the time comes you'll yeah. play it by ear yeah <laughs> um what are your goals your personal go- goals for this basketball season my personal goals for this basketball season really align with team goals mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to compete for a Big Ten championship. We want to go and win games at the NCAA tournament, not just get into the NCAA tournament. Like, we want to win games when we're there. Um, But I think individually, um, I think my biggest thing this year is just to really develop a strong leadership role. Mm -hmm. I think that last year I was really just figuring things out and just trying to get – kind of a sense for how things are run here and Mm -hmm. just basically just spent the whole year learning yeah and um this year I know how things are run like I know what we need in order to be successful and I also know that like from what I've heard from my teammates is like something that I have that not everyone has is the experience of playing in a sweet 16 and they're like Mm -hmm. use that like we want to do the same thing like what do we need to do to get there sort of a thing um, so really leaning into becoming that leader for our team. And a big thing for me is I've like, you cannot say the same thing to two different players. Like yeah. it, it's not going to, you're not going to get the same response out of each of them. So I think learning what I can do to get the best out of every single individual is going to be my big goal for the season. I just, I want to be able to know every single person and what, what makes them fired up yeah. and get something going. That's like, that's exactly what a leader would say. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, do you have any interest outside of basketball? Or like, what do you do in your free time? I feel like you don't have much, but. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have that much, but I do. So I used to be a big Wii person. <laughs> so now they have like the Switch, uh-huh. like the Nintendo Switch. So I'm not even going to lie. I, I play that all the time. And, but I usually end up playing with my teammates, even yeah. when we're not playing and not required to be together we're together so I usually spend a lot of time with them doing that I also really enjoy binging tv shows yeah <laughs> my favorite one is One Tree Hill oh um I know I love One Tree I know Hill. <laughs> it's so good um I think I've watched it at least seven times but oh my God. I'm not even mad about it but Orange is New Black um How to Get Away with Murder like those are yeah they're so good I know those, you know so I, I enjoy doing that because mm-hmm. A big part of being busy all the time is taking the time to rest. Yeah. Mentally, physically, everything. So you don't get yeah. drained. Yeah. Um, what do you think is, like, a big takeaway you've, like, learned from being able to manage all the responsibilities that come with being a student and an athlete at the same time? 
that for me one more time yeah i've kind of worded it a little weird um how would you what's your biggest takeaway from being a student athlete and like how, how have you developed in the responsibilities you've gained if that makes sense yes no it makes sense okay. it totally makes sense man time management is yeah. that yeah so i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> that is a big one um yeah, I I used to be a huge procrastinator, and I felt like in high school, like, you could do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's you can do that and get away with it often. But here, just with the games and practices and, like, even the demands with recruiting, too, um, being engaged when a recruit is here and mm-hmm. not having to have your mind somewhere else, um, if you're not managing your time, you're not going to make it. It's going to be really, really hard, and you're yeah. just going to end up being really, really stressed. And then you won't even enjoy college, which I had to learn really quick that I just needed to get my homework done before Sunday. Yeah. Like, don't wait till Sunday, because Sunday is going to suck. And then you don't look forward to Sunday, and yeah. then it starts your week off bad. But, no, time management is so big and mm-hmm. so vital, and... Like, I use a calendar on my phone. I use a yeah. agenda or whatever. Like, I use all of it. Like, I, I have to because otherwise I'm going to be anxious and stressed all the time. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, what are some things you've learned from your teammates, whether, like, at either school? Huh. Well, here... No, I'll start at South Dakota. I learned from Chloe Lamb and Liv Corn Gable and Hannah Shervin quite often. Um, I learned a lot about composure mm-hmm. from those three. Um, I think, like, on the basketball court, like, obviously there's a lot of tense moments. There's a lot of situations that you can be put in where there's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. Um, but finding a way to control what you can control um I think but even more than just basketball like I started to do a lot of speaking events with them at South Dakota and like I have never been a public speaker like Mm -hmm. I've never enjoyed it at all and now I'm at Nebraska and I volunteer to do it like if someone like if there's a time where they need a women's basketball player to go like I'll go because Mm -hmm. I don't mind it and I feel like I owe that to them because like being around them so many times and even just asking for advice from them like through that like just yeah. like I like I can take that for the rest of my life like I can use that for the rest of my life and then here I've learned a lot from my teammates here about having fun <laughs> <laughs> I I learned at South Dakota too but here especially like I just think that um, like, Kendall Coley, like, she just has fun, like, with what she does. Like, she just knows how to have a good time and knows how to just smile on the court and just, mm-hmm. like, like moving on to the next play. I learned a lot that year. Like, yeah. just a lot of, who cares? Like, move on. Like, you can't change it. Yeah. And I think, obviously, that's a mindset everywhere basketball court here (laughs) like school like anywhere your job 
it's gonna pay off yeah okay so like now some fun questions I guess <laughs> um how would you describe your teammates of the 23-24 women's basketball team how would I describe <laughs> them um competitive where yeah it's been pretty competitive all summer long we we competed hard at each other um but I would also describe them as fun I know that's a very basic word but very fun because I think the most fun or or the best thing is when like you're on the basketball court and people are smiling and we're kicking the scout boys butts and like it just like like everyone is doing something everyone is playing a role and everyone is everyone has a big moment Mm -hmm. which is cool I think that's so cool when you're on a team where like every single person on your team can make an impact yeah right away or whenever they step on the court and I think that's not always the case with Mm -hmm. teams like sometimes you have to play your starters your whole game and I just think that no matter the lineup that we have on the court this year, I just I feel very confident. Whether I'm on the court with them or I'm off the court, like I just feel very confident mm-hmm. that they want to win and yeah. they like they're capable of so much. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that I'm very excited about this year. So, you did mention the summer. How was Greece? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it came up, but <laughs> Greece was incredible. Like, yeah. it was just, it was beautiful, but I was so in love with the food. Yeah. Like, the food was so good. I still think about it. Like, I'm still like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that food. I miss that food so much. But I, like, I mean, we went and we played three games. Mm-hmm. Um they were not very competitive games we won all three of them Mm -hmm. by by a good margin but it was nice to be able to see yeah i'm trying to be (laughs) as polite as i can be but um like i think that it's fun when you're able to like play Mm -hmm. like someone other than each other all the time because like i said like this summer like we were so competitive so it was nice to like beat up on somebody else instead of each other and it was nice that we're not oh my gosh, I hope she misses this shot because I'm guarding her. Yeah. It's, I hope she makes this shot, like, knock it down. Like, I've seen you knock it down a million times mm-hmm. or whatever. So it was fun to have that sort of a change. Um, I would also say that it was hot. <laughs> like, you went outside, and whether you're out there for two minutes or three hours, like, you were sweating. Oh, my gosh. Like, you had back sweat, all of it. <laughs> like, everyone knew you were sweating. But it didn't matter because it was Greece and it was really cool. Yeah. Did you guys get a lot of free time? We did. I We definitely used it as a business trip mm-hmm. where we wanted to get better. Um, but we also really used it as an experience to bond with each other yeah. and not always have team-sanctioned events, like mm-hmm. not always a scheduled item every single day. Um, I was able – so my mom and my aunt went – So, like, there was a night where we were able to just go out together, Mm -hmm. and we were able to go get food and walk around and go shopping and be able to experience that. And I know there's a couple other girls on our team that their their parents were there, too. So, being able to have some family time, even though it's not a family vacation, Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool, too. Um, But we had had free time to... scavenge some food or scavenge... What do you call it? 
I don't know what the word I was looking for, but scour, scout, yeah, maybe scour, like look around for some food and um, go shopping. And everyone bought a ton of souvenirs. I know (laughs) I did. I spent way too much money on souvenirs. Um, But yeah, we we got free time, but we also had stuff like team activities that we did where Mm -hmm. we were able to do some tours, and that was really cool too. Yeah, I think it's like a good bonding for the team. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, off the, your off the court connection Mm -hmm. impacts your on the court connection so much. So, yeah. Um, what's your go-to like hairstyle for game days? (laughs) (laughs) I actually have one and at South Dakota, I totally did not have one, but this year, um, I did the double braids into a ponytail and Kendall Coley did them for me. She did them for me. (laughs) She did it for me every single game. Her and I talked, and we're going to switch it up a couple more times this year. Okay. So that, it, like, we can bring back, like, the the coolness to the double-braided ponytail. Because she's like, you wore it for every single game. Like, you got to bring back, like, something different so that when you go back to it, it's like, she's, she's got she's her double-braids and her ponytail, and, like, it's go time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys, like, your team or even you have, like, a pregame ritual? Um... I don't know. I know that, like, Jazz and Cal will – they'll get out on the court and they'll shoot together mm-hmm. um, right away when the 90-minute clock starts. Um, and I know they do it almost every single game. So I would call that sort of a ritual. I mean, like, I think that Kenny braiding my hair is a ritual <laughs> for me. And it will be d- interesting to see what other hairstyles I do because I really don't do my own hair very often. <laughs> um, so – I'm hoping to continue that part of it where yeah. we can still, even if it's not doing my hair, we can still meet up and mm-hmm. she can tell me what to do with my hair. <laughs> um, other than that, we got, we're, we're looking to do some different things this year. Like mm-hmm. we had, we had rituals in the past, but I think a big thing for this year is we're trying to build a new identity for this team um, and trying to, you know, include everybody in on it instead of telling them, here's what the ritual is that we've done yeah. the last couple of years. Um, so I think there's definitely some more to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Like a new yeah. team getting ready. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I have. Oh, what's your favorite piece of gear you've received? Um, I love shoes. I really, <laughs> really? Yeah, I really do love shoes. Um, I love, we get Adidas running shoes. We get Adidas basketball shoes. Adidas slides. I love those, but I'm also, I'm a much bigger sweatshirt person. Whenever mm-hmm. we get a Nebraska sweatshirt, I'm pumped. Like, yeah. it's either whether it's, like, a zip-up or, like, hooded, crew neck, I'm a big fan. Like, I, yeah. my closet, 75% sweatshirts. Yeah. I'm, Summers are tough. I'm jealous <laughs> of the, the winter coats. Oh. Those, those are so nice. Yeah, no, the winter coats are great. Yeah. Well, now I have a South Dakota one and a Nebraska one. Oh, yeah. And... Obviously, I don't wear the South Dakota one, like, on campus or anything. (laughs) Like, I couldn't wear it to a game because that might send the wrong message. But my mom now wears it. Oh, yeah. Or my sister does because it's such a good coat. They're like, oh, they're so awesome. Yeah, they're so nice. Um, Is there anything else you want to say or want me to ask? I don't think so. 
I got to talk your ear off, so. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming in. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It was of good. Of course. Asked some I... good questions. Made me think. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad that I made you, like, pause. I'm like, oh, I should have given them to her ahead of time. Oh, no. No, I like to I like to practice thinking on my toes yeah. a little bit, so. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for tuning in with me, Bella Masarenka, and listening to what Maddie Krull has to say about her experiences here in Nebraska. Tune in next time to see who we have here next.